This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Carrie Funk discovered me when I was fighting a dog in a junkyard. He said, hey, boy, you look like you could do good in wrestling. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Hello there to everyone in Recording this, the the, the the few hours after the the, the, the first debate uh, between Trump and Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on to my grasp on reality right now. <laughs> Was there a moment where you went, "This is this has gone downhill"? Oh man, it had to have been less than three minutes into the debate. I was already screaming at the television, like. How is this happening? How, like this dude, like the dude who's making this chaos, isn't the person who's trying to be president. It is the person who's been president for the past four years. Like, I don't know. It's it's such a mess. It was just uh, like, and I'm not I'm not the hugest Biden supporter. 
Um, but of course, of course, I am going to vote for him. There's no way in the world I would vote for Donald Trump. And uh, I think it sucks that I that it seems like ever since I've been able to vote, which has only been the last election and then this one, because I'm only 23, um, it's like just the, this choice between the lesser of two evils, which is very disheartening. It's not just about you. Go vote, man. 2020 is a bit of a dumpster fire in general, but it started well, right? It started well. It started with you singing about the Indies. Oh, you saw that. Oh, no. it's brilliant. That's how you start the year. 10 minutes before we were supposed to go out and perform it in front of uh, a live crowd. 
So we only had to like go through it like really one time before I had to go out there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that song. And I wish like, I just had a little bit more time to practice it to make it better. Cause like, I like pause, wait, letting the crowd like go. But then the guy in the guitar just was uh. still going obviously. Cause we hadn't discussed stopping. Um, so I had to like run, run it back, but no, I really did. Like, uh, I'm glad that you appreciate that one. Cause it's one of my favorites. I, you know, I have a, I have a strategy where I pick only sing songs that make me sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> what I'm singing. We're going to send you onto a desert island, pal. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> let me find that virtual background. <laughs> oh yeah, come on. We need the, even if it's just for me and you, there we go. You're in some grass. I'm just stuck in the grass. Need a machete or something. I'm sending you onto a desert island with three wrestling matches that mm-hmm. you are happy to watch whilst you're there. And yeah, yes. to, to go behind the, the curtain a little bit, before we started this 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 recording today, like mm-hmm. you said, it was a difficult decision. But why why was it a yes. difficult decision for you? You know, it's difficult for me because. Like, I was messaging you, I, I was like, when you told me the idea, I was like, what, let me think, what, what are some matches that I like watching? And I had told you that I had two of them already, and since then I've forgotten half of that. So, I, I like, when I try and think of matches, I, I, I have one for sure. I have one for sure, and you know I have another one that, where, where the footage doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Uh but if I can play it back in my memory, maybe that'll count for one. <laughs> but it's, but I think I'm struggling so much trying to think of uh, matches is because I'm not like the biggest like I don't in in my free time for enjoyment I don't turn on wrestling. I, I'm not a big I don't watch a lot of wrestling. It takes I feel like it like takes a lot for me to watch wrestling. Like I got to have all my buddies around and they're all. Um, like a pay-per-view or something like that. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I, I never really sit down and watch wrestling. It's one of those things where if it's something that you spend so much time thinking about anyway, like I, I found that this, like I started this job around about this time last year. And so therefore wrestling went from my hobby to my job. And so this is like doing Cultaholic is my full-time yeah. job. Mm-hmm. And it does change your your mindset on wrestling because when I have days off, yeah. I just go, I don't mm-hmm. actually know if I want to watch any right now. I kind of want to do anything yeah. but that, you know? So mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. What have you found, like, was before you got into wrestling, was it the case that you, you did you kind of fall in and out of love of it? Or was it once it became part of your life, you watched it less? Before I even got into wrestling, I wasn't really big into wrestling. I... I didn't even start watching wrestling until about like 2005-ish when uh, when like John Cena versus Edge was like the big feud, and I only I only watched it for like a couple of years. Then I fell in and out of it, back and forth. Like it was just never like um, it was never like my main interest. Like it just wasn't something like that. I uh, like, I don't know. I just, it was just something, uh, it was just something. It wasn't anything more than that. It wasn't a passion or something like that. Uh, but then randomly along, uh, my, my, 
I'm trying to think of big words to use. <laughs> uh, uh, just my, my travels and journeys through life, I somehow became a wrestler, and here I am. What would you like your first wrestling match to be, though, Puff? Okay, so the first one for sure that I will go back and watch whenever uh, is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn given a brilliant opportunity by our general manager. He will go one-on-one -on -one with Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn, this journey to Dallas began for Sami Zayn back in London after marking his long-awaited return to NXT. This is his house, Tom. This is the heart and soul of NXT. This is his first rodeo. He's not going to let Nakamura come into his house. And if you're not excited right now, you better check your pulse. Shinsuke Nakamura, the biggest star in Japan, is here in NXT versus the heart and soul, Sami Zayn. This is unbelievable. So here we go, Zayn versus Nakamura, and right out of the gate, there's that He's so unique, his in-ring style, not to mention, he might be the most dangerous striker in the game. Nakamura calls himself the king of strong style, and you see those knees and those strikes so stiff. As I can tell you, Sami Zayn's not focused on anything in the world right now other than Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami's out there to compete with one of the best in the world. Watching it live, I didn't know anything about Shinsuke Nakamura. I, like, had no information on independent wrestling, New Japan wrestling. Like, maybe I had a couple ideas of some independent wrestling, but, like, I did not pay attention to, like, pretty much anything besides WWE, I think, and, like, Impact or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely wasn't as hyped as I would assume other people were for Shinsuke Nakamura debuting in NXT. Um, I think I just, I really like Sami Zayn's music. I know that. I don't know what, I, but besides that, I don't know what really drew me to it, but besides the fact that the match was just so good. And like, it was just, it's just like a back and forth and you don't know who's going to win. I feel like, you know, I haven't watched it in a long time, actually. I should probably go back and watch it to have a more updated memory on this match that I'm taking with me onto this deserted island that's nothing but grass. But, um... <laughs> Can you remember who no, you watched it, just, it with? Can you remember who you watched it with? You know what? I think I watched it either alone or with my two. But I think I was in. I was visiting my friend in New York City. I'm now. I'm almost positive. Uh, who he went to college somewhere in New York City, right near right near the WWE headquarters in Connecticut, because. I think the day of WrestleMania, so the next day after this, I went to the WWE headquarters and they were closed uh, just because we were like 15 minutes away at my buddy's college. And uh, it might be SUNY Purchase. That might be the, the school. I don't know if that really matters. But I watched it uh, on a projector 
in a room somewhere at the SUNY Purchase University uh, with my buddy Monaco and maybe my buddy Nolan Stockman, if anyone's familiar with Nolan Stockman. But um, <laughs> that's who I watched it with uh, at SUNY Purchase. Was it their idea to watch it and were you just sort of along for the ride? Oh, no. I, I was definitely, like, kind of into wrestling. Like, those two guys are definitely into wrestling. Like, not full-time, but they, like, like wrestling and, like, Stone Cold and shit, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I, they're not huge on it, but they know of wrestling and they enjoy it. And, like, it was, like, WrestleMania weekend, so we got together and watched the TakeOver and uh, WrestleMania. What would you have done if you'd gone to the, the WWE Center that day and it was open? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, I would be like, "Hey, where, where where's Vince? Where, where's the wrestling at?" I don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't big into wrestling, so I, what's going? On? I probably would have just taken a picture with one of the statues, like Dusty Rhodes or something. Probably would have taken a picture with it. Probably would have had my hand on his junk or something like that. Something <laughs> stupid. Now, whilst you you don't remember the match, as you say, sort of move for booth, but is there a particular moment in that match that stands out to you? I know lots of people were hyped for just the, the aura around Shinsuke Nakamura and the music and the entrance and all of that stuff. Oh man. You know, you know, the only thing like I'm thinking in my head, I'm just picturing like these moments, like after big moves where like, where I, it's like a camera zoom in of the, the reactions on either of their faces. I'm just picturing a Sami Zayn shocked face. So probably something like that. Um, I guess that's what really stands out to me the most. The facial expressions in that match were, were particularly were particularly brilliant. Hadn't started training when you watched that takeover, had you? Mm -mm, nope. When did you decide that you were going to look into training? I didn't look into training whatsoever. I, uh, I had two buddies who were training, and I was working in this dead-end job, pyramid scheme gimmick as a salesman. I don't know how it was legal, but it definitely had the business... Uh, outline of a pyramid scheme but somehow we were selling tv packages and, and big box stores like a sam's club and stuff uh and like just like after work i would drive over to where my buddies were training and just watch and then uh one day they only had a few people at training and these were this was at not uh not a professional wrestling training school like it wasn't like uh it was like carny like it was just like this dude had a ring is basically what it was and he wasn't really a great a great trainer so he basically just had students there and like yeah just go in the ring do whatever you want try moves and stuff it wasn't like put together it wasn't structured that's the word i was looking for structure it wasn't a well structured school or training by any means uh so my buddies were in there practicing like super kicks and then none of the other trainees wanted to learn how to take a super kick i don't know why weird fucking again it was a mess so i was like i can take a super kick and i got in the ring and they super kicked me and it, it could have just been the carny dude wanting me to pay him money for training he's like oh man you sold that super kick really well you should start training. And I was like, ah, no, I shouldn't. Uh. <laughs> and then, and then like after a couple months, I think I started just getting in the ring with them more. I learned like loosely how to bump from, from them, not from the dude. Like, 
just l- little basic things. And then that started falling apart. Then he tried to start having people train in like a backyard. And it was like, even from an outside point of view, where I know nothing about wrestling training, I was like, this is not a thing. I'm not doing this. And there goes the wrestling career. If I ever had one, like, again, I never planned on it. So it was like no big loss to me. But this other school opened up called Grapplers Anonymous, where I train now. And I was professionally trained. Um, and they, uh, I ran into another wrestler named Daniel Garcia, who I knew outside of wrestling from, I was friends with one of his cousins. We ran into each other, uh, at a mall and just, we knew we both had the mutual interest of wrestling. And he talked about how, uh, I had gone to grapplers one time cause you have to pass a, a, a physical trial to be able to start training. And I didn't do too hot, but when I ran, uh, Daniel was already training there. He was like, Oh yeah, you should come by again, try it out again. And that like really got the ball rolling. I came, I started working out really hard, eventually got in the ring. And then, uh, that's it. Uh, it is puff started getting rolling. I guess. I don't know. It says something about how, how much you were bitten by the bug in the sense that you went along just to watch, you ended up in the ring, you ended up, for a while going through motions of a, of a poor training school, but then finding another and then not going, the physical not going as well as hoped, but then going back. So it just shows you how how much drive there was from you there to, to, to succeed in it. Yeah, like, I, I think once I got into the ring and I saw, like, I've always wanted to, like, entertain people. And that first school, uh, to show how, like, unprofessional it was, it was a dude... He he must he was really good at talking to people, and he somehow got this this really big venue in Buffalo uh, called Riverworks. Um, he got them to let him set up the the ring on this big stage in the middle of this big venue, with a restaurant and bar open that lights two floors. So, uh, the ring was on stage in the middle of this big venue. Uh, and that's where he would have training, but there were people eating and drinking at a bar and walking around this big venue. It was also like a, it was a roller derby venue as well. So it was, it was like, you would go there to train, but there's also hundreds of people eating dinner (laughs) or training for, um, roller derby. And they're all watching you. And I think maybe that was what really did it. Like having all the people like everyone's obviously watching you because they're like, what the hell is going on on this stage? These dudes in a wrestling ring. So I think that's what really did it, having all the people's eyes on me. And you can tell that that's, that's, that, is, that is all you, but that's obviously something that in your training, you were, you were, you were learning that at the same time you were learning headlocks and bumps. And, well, that, that's the thing. Like, it, it, was so, it was so loosely structured that when people would gather around, like, it's all just like drunk people from the bar. They just walk across the venue and walk up because the stage is a little elevated. Like they just look up. And since we, it was, it's not like we were going through drills or anything. Cause it was a mess. It was just like, Hey, let's go. Like all these people are watching. Let's do this, do this hit a clothesline body slam me and make all the people go. Ah, so honestly, like it wasn't training. It was just, let's pop these drunk people right now. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Where did Pink Decadent Puff come from? I don't, I think it's just my personality. I, it's it's not really a persona. It's just me and, like, the color. Like, I've always liked all, a bunch of colors, uh, especially being just, like, I'm a very large man, and I think it's goofy to be covered in, like, pastel colors and, like, uh, just doing goofy stuff and having fun. Like, I've always just liked having fun and making people laugh, and I think that is what really... I don't know. I just I, I had this idea of wrestling gear that kind of looked like Evil Knievel, and then I was like, you know what? Let's turn it blue and pink and put a donut on the belt, just because it's. Fu- I just think it's funny, and I, I don't know. It's just something in my brain. Uh, I don't. I, it wasn't really anything like that's. Uh, it's a persona by any means. It's just me being stupid. <laughs> How excited were you to get your first gear? Because the gear really stands out. Like, was it? Oh man, I was. I was really pumped. I, I I've always been big on like, like I never I never wanted to wear basic gear like a basic singlet. Like a lot of big dudes, they just do like the singlet or like, or you could have crazy amounts of confidence like Ace Romero, who's rocking trunks. I fucking love Ace. But I, I would never wear uh, trunks. Uh, my body, I guess our bodies are different. His works. He's got like that big upper body, so he looks badass wearing trunks. But for me, I was just uh, like trying to fake it till I make it body-wise, like covering up my flaws, get something that distracts you from me, me being, I guess, out of shape. Um uh distract distract you with these color the my, my name written in donuts on my back or the donut belt or the stars and uh big collar so um 
I kind of lost track of where I was. What what, what my point was? Um, just how you're just, feeling with the, when when the when the gear arrived because it is it's 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 gear uh, that really stands out. So I can imagine you were popular. Yeah, it, it it was really important to me because uh, I didn't want to be wrestling in uh, plain black singlet because that's what I had. Like my first few matches, I wrestled in just a uh, <clears throat> a plain black singlet, and I was actually a, a heel, or I just because I was still. Uh, the first two matches I wrestled, I was uh, still trying to figure myself out and kind of waiting for the gear to come in. So I was just this big, typical big guy, bad guy, uh, boo, fuck you crowd. I don't, I don't know, that kind of stuff. And this plain, plain ass black singlet. Uh, but then when the gear came, it, it definitely shifted the gears because everyone's like, oh my God, I've never seen gear like this. And I'm like, me neither. That's why I wanted it. Like, I wanted to get gear that people, uh, someone hadn't done before. I wanted to be kind of unique and stand out with it. And I think I accomplished the goal. And when it came in, I was pumped. And then I got more and more sets of gear, different color schemes and stuff. I have a, a Christmas one that I really like that's made of like red velvet and white fur. I think I Big saw fur. Santa Puff. I think I've seen footage of Santa, Santa Puff. Puff. indeed. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is which? Hey, it's nearly time to break that out. Again. Yeah, almost. Jesus, what a <laughs> what a loss of a whole entire year. I'm kind of relieved we can just draw a line under this. Like, I'm ready to put the Christmas tree up yesterday. I was a month ago. I'm, I'll, I'll I'll rock Christmas stuff all the time, all year <laughs> round. I love Christmas. This is this is gonna be a big year for Halloween and Christmas. Not trick or treating, but no. just celebrating Halloween. I wanna I wanna go. I, I was like, I gotta I wanna get as many. Uh, Halloween decorations as possible. I want to make a whole graveyard in our yard. Go like <laughs> oh. crazy. This, this is the last year. This is the last year, guys. This is the last year to do anything. So <laughs> let's, let's go out with a bang. Let's get to your second match. Um, what are we thinking for your for your second match? So we had one set in stone, which was Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. Um, from here, we're kind of into into the great unknown because we're not quite yeah. sure. I, wa- I want to name this match and... The footage doesn't exist. Okay. I'll say that. <laughs> it's the footage doesn't mind. exist. Um, but God, it was a it was a great, great, great match. And I wish, you know, at, at one on one hand, I wish the footage existed to watch it back, but I think the footage not existing makes it really special because it was only for the people who were there. Uh so. It's like weighing the goods with the bad. It makes it very special. But um, the match was uh, in Sarnia, Ontario, Canada. It was Kevin Blackwood versus Mark Haskins for Smash Wrestling. And it was in this, this really sick little venue. It was like a bar with a stage and a little dance floor. And the ring was on the dance floor. And the ring was, the ropes were like a mess. So, and, and Mark Haskins got there like super late. Some sort of travel delayed him. So it was just, it was like almost like Blackwood and Haskins were almost working on the fly. They like went out into the crowd, did all these crazy spots. And it was like, Blackwood's a really good friend of mine. So this was like a big name to be wrestling like early on the, into his career. I think he was only a year in. <clears throat> And it was just awesome. It was so sick. I, 
I remember I was let me let me change my virtual background for the next part of the story. Oh, here we go, here we go. Uh, so the background is changing for those listening was, with their ears. We oh, we have the butcher. Know, I was I was sitting at the bar with my friend here. Uh, <laughs> oh God, how, how do I forget this? It's a cracking. I was sitting at the bar with my friend here. Uh, he was standing on a chair, and I think I was standing on the bar to see the match because everyone was on their feet because it was such a. It was so, it was great. The match was, ugh, it was so good. It was like magical. And I'm sitting there and I, I was tearing up because it's my buddy. Like, I, I'm very emotional with that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I, I've cried at a lot of my friends' matches. Um, so I, I'm sitting there just watching it. And I was like, fuck yeah, Blackwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like beating the shit out of each other, just having this all out, like, just fantastic match. Uh, and man, that that really sticks out to me. I, I wish I could watch that back on a desert island for sure. That's an amazing night. Mark Haskins <laughs> is a is a is a phenomenal worker as well. Um, oh, I've, crazy I've, talented. Worked with I've worked on a show with him last year, and it's just like that work ethic is amazing. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and and as you say, like and for for um for your friend who was like so who was so relatively new to rest yeah. a year in that's a that's a big one so i get why it made yeah. you. can you think of another another occasion when when you've uh, you've got emotional at a friends match oh man uh so early on in our careers me the, the core group of the buffalo brothers me blackwood and daniel garcia and we also have kevin bennett but he's he's been wrestling for 10 years so so it's like it's really me blackwood and daniel who have come up together in buffalo and have spread out and wrestled, have gone to faraway places, trying to make a name for ourselves, trying to gather a following, trying to wrestle all over the world. Um, where we where we all basically started around within the, the within a year or two of each other, like it was Blackwood who came around first, then Daniel came, and then I came, and we kind of just like paved the way for each other and started traveling together, trying to trying to spread the spread the Buffalo Brothers. One of the major promotions we started working uh, early on was Smash Wrestling. It, it, it was a company in Canada that was bringing in a lot of bigger names like Haskins, and they have uh, Tyson Dukes, who's like one of the main wrestlers there. And the first time Daniel got to wrestle Tyson Dukes, I remember, it was also in Sarnia, Ontario, Canada. A uh, different venue, though. The match got announced, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, Dan, you get to wrestle Tyson, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I remember going out to the merch table to, wa to watch the match, and it was just like this technical wrestling, badass, back-and-forth grappling match that usually isn't my cup of tea, honestly. Like, I like goofy, over-the-top stuff, but it's my friend, and he's having this badass match, and I'm watching, and I, I remember tearing up watching that because I'm like, damn, this is just so good. Uh, I don't know. So that's that's probably just another, um, another match that I remember getting emotional over watching. How did the Buffalo Brothers come together? You know, by chance, really. Uh, we we are very different people, and we talk about this all the time. Like, if if it wasn't for wrestling, there's no way any of us would be friends with each other. You know, like we all come from different walks of life. We're all into different things. But the one common bond is wrestling and wanting to be successful in, in wrestling. Like our goals 
we're all goal oriented and having the same goal uh, keeps us together and keeps us pushing forward, you know? So uh, it was just, uh, we, we met at Grapplers Anonymous. Well, me and Dan ran into each other one day at uh, the mall and that's what got started uh, between me and Dan, but Dan had been wrestling at Grapplers with Blackwood. Then I came along and the ball started rolling for us. I don't know. We just, we met through Grapplers and uh, I think just the being like-minded in what our goals are is what kept us going, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, we, we, we just stayed together, kept, kept getting into the same car with each other and and it's just that passion from the same from the same part of town from the same school just to mm-hmm. just to go out into the world and yeah and see how far this you can you can ride the wave essentially a hundred percent um okay so we've got bennett we've got puff we've got kevin black we've got daniel garcia uh, if you were all to be members of the horsemen who would you be oh good question Bennett is Chris Benoit. Uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. No, okay. <laughs> it was one of those ones where I was like, just stare ahead and just nod. I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to ask who the, is the original Ric Flair? Ric Flair, Tully, Arn and Jean. Not Jean and, oh, Ole, sorry. Not Jean, oh, I was, um, was going to say. <laughs> Arn and that, Ole. That's Anderson. what I was going to say. Ole. I do, I'll, I'll, I'll use those four. Um... Damn, you know. Um, I think Tully has either got to be Blackwood or Daniel. Oh man, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Daniel. Daniel's Tully. Um, I want to say that I'm Rick, but. Not not based on like because it seems like he's the leader. I'm definitely not the leader by any means. And again, I didn't watch a lot of the Four Horsemen, so I don't know really the full dynamic. But only because I'm loud and obnoxious and wear colorful things and stuff. That's why I would say I'm Ric Flair. But uh, oh, so then you got Arn and Oli. which one's older? Or, you know what? No, o- forget Ole that. Is the um, older one, I think. Um, Arn and Oli. And that's both the Kevins are both the Andersons. Damn it. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to go with Blackwood as Arn. Or maybe, oh man, I don't, that's, damn it. I don't know anything about <laughs> Oli Anderson. You can, and, you can make and, the, you can make either of the Andersons interchangeable. Yeah, and but and I, and I know Ole Anderson is Ole Anderson wouldn't be Bennett. It, it would be Andy Williams, um, just because they look so similar. Um, man, God, let me see. You know what? I'm gonna say Bennett is Steve Mongo McMichaelson or McMichaels, <laughs> whatever his fucking name is. Bennett's Mongo, for sure. And then I'll, I'll put Blackwood as Arn. Blackwood's the enforcer. Nice. Nice. He's the muscle. He's the tough-looking guy. He's got the tattoos on his face. He's, you don't know, f- with him. You guys had a had a, a scary moment last year. You were involved in a car accident, weren't you? Yes, big time. Worst day of my life. 
Are you happy uh, so, to talk about it? If we want to talk about it. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and get through it quick. I used to cry a lot. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, if we it, ain't gonna talk but, about it, if you don't want to, boss, it's one of those. But I've gone to therapy to cope with it a little bit, uh, because like I was the only one who was like fully aware of everything that was going on when it happened, which sucked. Uh, and luckily, I didn't get many physical injury. Like, uh, I wasn't hurt too bad in it physically i had like cuts and scrapes and stuff but yeah so we we were going to wrestle for this company flq in montreal and we all had different matches uh and there was a bunch of travel stuff that day was just the worst like we were trying to figure out driving to the show we ended up being running late because my van just stopped working while we were driving Uh, i was driving a minivan and we were driving to pick up Blackwood because he lives like an hour out uh, on the way. And my van just ate So we had to get towed back home and then took my sister's car, met with Blackwood there, drove to the show. And we were like running like two hours late. And we're, we messaged the promoter like, hey, I don't know if we're going to make it in time. Uh, we'll, we'll, we can probably be, we'll, we'll probably get there right as the show starts. But uh is there any way you can switch around the card and they ended up switching it around so that instead of us all having four separate matches we had uh a four-way with all four of us so we could put it together in the car get our gear on in the car if need be and we were all going back and forth on whether we should even whether we should just cancel or whatnot and we ended up going which uh uh, in hindsight, I wish we wouldn't have, but you know, I, I don't know. We were all we were arguing back and forth on whether or not to go or whatnot. And we ended up going, and we have a four way, and it's awesome. Like the match was great. It was between like like a uh, really fun, good match. Everything ended up going to plan. We were all good, uh, and then on our way home, about an hour before we got home. We, uh, I think we were all asleep except for Bennett, who was driving, and he hit black ice and like right, and the car just started spinning, three doing fucking three sixties, and I woke up like mid spinning and I just saw like lights flashing like, like in a circle, and then there was a big boom and we hit uh, a guardrail that ended up going through the middle of the car, hitting both of. Daniel and Blackwood's both of their legs and breaking them. And uh, like the metal, I don't know how it even warped the car so much that none of the doors could open. And I was awake and um, having to try and deal with it all. Like Bennett was um, in the driver's seat, but he was all like f-ed up. He didn't know like where he was. Like he, when I was like up and trying to figure out what was going on, because uh, I think I might have been out for a minute, I think I hit my head something when we when we hit. Uh, when I like was aware, I saw Bennett like looking for his phone with his phone in his hand. So he's like, "I can't find my phone. I'm trying to find my phone." I'm like, "Give me that." I took his phone. I turned the flashlight on. I looked for my phone. I grabbed my phone. I called nine one one. I called my mom. I was talking to them both. I'm like, "We we're here's where we are." Because like. I couldn't find a mile marker on the side of the road, but I saw like an exit sign. I was like, we're at this exit. And I'm screaming at the lady at the, and, and 911 because I'm like, 
traumatized. I've never been in a car accident before. So I was just like, what? I, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and I'm screaming and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I can't get out of the car. I can't, get, I can't see the mile markers. I got to get out of this car. And I, um, and I was also wearing Crocs. Uh, you, are, you are a Crocs aficionado, I've noticed on yeah, your Instagram. Uh, I was actually wearing these Crocs. Oh, okay. So they uh, for, the, for the benefit audio, they are orange Crocs orange. that say cops on the front. Uh, they didn't say that at the time, but because of the way that accident was handled by the shitty law enforcement that showed up, they definitely say that now. Right. Uh, I'll just say that because I heard some awful things like, I'm watching my friends being pulled out of a car all covered in blood, uh, trying to help. It's a chaotic situation, and these state troopers pull me over, and they, uh, they're like, so what's your middle name? Uh, what's what's your uh, mom? Your, what's what's their, like, they're asking our middle names. Like, me, like, I don't know my friends' middle names. Like, they're asking me these ridiculous questions, and then I, like, walked away from them, and then I heard one officer say to the other one, oh, looks like you got a good one this morning. And I like, I like freaked out on these cops. I turned around and I was like, what did you just say? A good one? My, like my, my black was on the ground with blood all over him. And I'm like, my friends are covered in blood. I'm screwed. Like, I don't want to get into that all, that whole situation. Mm. But, ah, uh, man, not cool by any means. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. It was tra traumatic. I had to, uh, I ended up. The, the, the reason I brought up the Crocs was because in my Crocs, I had to like maneuver myself and boot out the window of the passenger the seat where I was sitting. And I had to try and climb out. That's how I got like, I think that's how I got a lot of the scrapes uh, on my legs and stuff. So I had to like climb out the window and like post accident, seeing uh, how small the window was, there was no way my body fit through that window. I don't know how I got out of the car, but somehow I did. And I like ran down the road trying to figure stuff out, find a mile marker to get the fucking ambulances to get here as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nightmare <laughs> for sure. But luckily, since then, uh, everyone has recovered, and we're all doing decently, I guess. Wrestling on AEW. You you shared your you shared like the worst moment together, but in the last month you've shared possibly like your, your your biggest moment together because in, in amongst sure. all the nonsense that's gone on in 2020 you've you've yeah. been making debuts on aew yes like which is very here, cool. blackwood and yourself that that must where, so where did this come from where did where did uh all of you guys ending up on aew come from you know i got i gotta put megabyte ronnie in that group too because uh megabyte ronnie uh is a dude who started training in buffalo and has come along with us. And he's, I credit him for mid pandemic, getting my life back on track, helping me work out. Cause I was falling, I was falling off hard, but like around beginning of June, I hit up Megabyte Ronnie, who we obviously have trained together and stuff, but I, uh, we, we weren't the closest. We had, we had driven the shows and shit together and we're friends, but we weren't like best friends, but definitely this pandemic really brought us together. And we've found each other's, we, we have so many similar interests, such as diet beverages uh, and uh, wrestling, uh, just to name a few. But uh, yeah, me and Ronnie just started working out together. And uh, just to tell you the path 
of how we all got there. Ronnie is the 18th ranked competitive eater in the world. And he was also a guest on the show Hot Ones, the, the game show. During the pandemic, I think it was July, they had people who were on the show do these little, like, similar to the YouTube one, where they're on with, like, a celebrity and they eat hot wings and answer questions. And so they hit up Ronnie to come back and do, like, a redemption thing because I think he lost on the TV show or whatever. Uh, and they're like, your celebrity guest is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and Ronnie, Ronnie is also a wrestler, so... Him and Cody Rhodes meshed well. Cody was like, oh, you're a wrestler. Come down to AEW. And it just so happened that it lined up perfectly with uh, our trainer, uh, the Blade, Pepper Parks, whatever you want to call him, uh, had hit me, Blackwood, Dan, and Bennett up to do extra work down in uh, AEW. And it just so happened that we all, like, it lined up perfectly that all the dudes from Buffalo we're able to go down there, except for Bennett. Bennett, uh, with his job, couldn't go down there. So uh, it was just me, uh, Blackwood, and Daniel, and then Ronnie as well. So we all got to be together. We've seen you a couple of times now. You were part of um, Saviour Best Man reveal, which was cool. Uh, you were you were in a tag you were in tag team match as well on Dark, and it's just cool to see people that you know who have been grafted for so long appear on. Shows like AEW Dark. Did you interact with anybody that you didn't think you'd get on with, but you ended up getting on with them really well? Honestly, Kip. I had never mm. met Kip before. The, like, like I, I met him the night before. I had a kind of awkward moment with him where I was just like, hey, man, we've never we've never met before, but, man, you're cool. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell his reaction that it didn't come off the way I was trying to say it. Because, like, I had... Obviously, I'd seen him on TV and stuff, and... Uh, I think he, he's really good friends with a good friend of mine named Vaughn Vertigo, who's a wrestler from Canada who does tours of the UK or did before this fucking pandemic ruined it. Uh, who, Vaughn, who's wrestled in the UK a lot and uh, is, I think is really good friends with Kip. Uh, but I was like, hey, man, Vaughn Vertigo, he always talks about how great you are. And man, you're great. I, I, I really appreciate you. Thank you. And like, he is a really great dude. Uh, so... Kip was really cool to become friends with there and do the best man thing. Um, it was cool to meet Jericho. Uh, I was I was appreciative of being able to thank him because going back to the accident, we had a GoFundMe set up for medical bills and such. And uh, Chris Jericho donated. And I remember being in the hospital and seeing Blackwood and Dan who are laid up seeing their reactions to Chris Jericho don't like donating. He like left a message that was really nice too. said just something about how like it could happen to any wrestler and like stay strong. So it was just seeing a message from Chris Jericho was crazy and really like lightened the, the spirits from that. So being able to thank him was really cool. Just the fact that it was such a positive backstage environment. Like I, I've done WWE extra work where it's like, don't go near anyone don't say anything to anyone but like at the same time the AEW roster a lot of it uh is comprised of people who i've shared locker with locker rooms with many times before so it was just like being in a regular locker room that i'm used to so it was really cool it was comfortable and just all around positive honestly it was and that's not me trying to kiss their butt either it's just straight up like 
it was i had a, a really really good time something that like took took me back was or I was taken back by was I was watching the dark where my match with Butcher and the Blade debuted and I was looking at the live chat and like even after I had wrestled I was looking at it and I was like these people keep commenting my name this is crazy I'm like damn they might they 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 like me they must be liking me right they're like fucking saying my name in this chat and I haven't wrestled in an hour it's been an hour and like even up to the end of the episode I saw people commenting puff and I was like this is fucking nuts. It comes back to that that conversation that you had with yourself when it comes to the attire, all the way back at that ropey training school that you went to, where you said, I want something and I want to be someone that, that stands out. And and it's the same thing there on a on a on a global brand like AEW. I can tell you on that night on AEW Dark, for all the right reasons, you absolutely stood out. And it was great. To I appreciate it. It was great. You, you know, it's one of those, you know, it's a, an overused phrase to get mm. us through 2020 years. You love to see it, but mm. you do love to see it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Before we go to your third and final match, there's a little thing that we oh. like to spring on people when it comes to this show. And that is, as well as taking uh, three wrestling matches, you're also allowed to take with you a movie, an album and a luxury item. It's good to see what people think off the top of their heads as to what these three might be. Oh, man. So if, if I was to tell you, like, with, with minutes to spare that you can take a movie with you, what movie would it be? Oh, you're killing me. Man, you know what? We, uh, I got to go with About Time. Have you ever seen About Time? I'm yeah, Dom Gleason. Him, uh, him and Rachel McAdams. And it's like he can travel. Through, he finds out when he, like, turns 21 that he can travel through time, like all the men in his family can, and his dad tells him. Uh, and he falls in love with this girl. And then, but like the, the the way he does it, like where you have to go back and like to fix things, he goes back in time, but then he like loses her. And he goes to, tr like he takes the little information he got from like the blind date he had with her to try and find her again and like fall in love. And it's just, it's honestly just a beautiful movie. It's definitely, it's tied with, uh, Coco being my favorite movie, but I, I got to put About Time over a little bit more. So that's definitely what I'm bringing with me. Uh, how about an album? What about an album? A Tyler the Creator album. But I also want to say a Billy Joel album. And I think I'm going to go with a Stevie Wonder album. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Maybe even an Action Bronson album. <sighs> Oh, dude, I don't know. Um, just to save time, I'm going to say Songs in the Key of Life by CB Wonder. I think I, I think I came into the world with that album playing, so... What's the one song on that album that makes your hair, makes the hairs on your arms stand on end? Saturn. Beautiful choice. I like, mm. that. I like that. And a luxury item. What have we got? So this could be something just to make you feel more at ease, something, something from home to make you more comfortable... Uh, mm, a luxury item. I thought you said uh, Crocs immediately. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, that's... Yeah, that's I, I might go with Crocs now that you said that. I, I don't know. I, I never have, like, obvious things come to me. You know what? I might not say Crocs. You know what I really enjoy? I think a nice, soft blanket. Oh. A very, very soft blanket. I, I like a nice, soft blanket. A little snuggling on the sofa type. Like, a nice throw. But, but bigger. 
like a, a queen size or king sized uh like ultra plush throw or whatever that's called it's called micro something microfiber it might be what it's called i don't know just really soft soft to the touch i take it you have one of those you're very proud of yes very much so it's blue (laughs) (laughs) and you use it to watch about timing so that makes sense of course oh of course that's a lovely evening that's a lovely i think so i think so i'll tell you what another lovely evening is maybe with the lights low a fire lit headphones in and enjoying an audiobook on us. We've teamed up with Audible. We want to get you an audiobook to get you started on your Audible journey. Go to cultaholic.com forward slash Audible. Take a look at some of the wrestling books on offer from us here at Cultaholic. Uh, I can highly, highly recommend Dylan Postel, a.k.a. Hornswoggle. Life is short and so am I. My life inside, outside and under the wrestling ring. The life that Hornswoggle has led away from the ring is phenomenal. Bruce Pritchard did an episode of Something to Wrestle With recently where he shared some stories from the road featuring Hornswoggle and my days. There is some stories to be told. Hear them from the man himself. Absolutely free of charge. Simply go to cultaholic.com forward slash audible. Take a look at the books there and sign up to a free 30-day no-commitment free trial to Audible. Won't cost you a single penny. If you love Audible, happy days. Go wild get loads more if you don't like it it's all right because you can cancel it won't cost you anything and you can keep the audiobook that is a gift from us and there's no obligation for anything longer than 30 days everything you need to know about how to get involved with audible and to claim your free pro wrestling audiobook on us simply go to cultaholic.com forward slash audible and start your journey with audible with a book all about the grabs your third and final match then puff uh, oh so we've, we've, we've got one um which was sammy Zayn and shinsuke nakamura from nxt mm-hmm. uh, we had uh, blackwood and haskins uh, which sadly yes. isn't recorded, but uh, it is oh. captured via you and the butcher from AEW sat at the bar watching it. Live on in our memory, and then now you can cheat if you want. Oh, isn't cheating? A few people have done this where they've picked their own match. You know, I was thinking about doing that. It's fine. James Storm did um, when James Storm was on. He picked his own match. You know, there's a lot of similarities between me and James Storm. <laughs> and, and you know what? I hate to do it, but I might pick it, one of my ma- my own it. matches. Oh man, I, I I think I talked about this match in one of my other. I, so, uh, I tweeted out the other day about uh, wanting to do a podcast because I have my own podcast. I don't want. I don't mean to plug it by. No, plug it. Not, Go for it. This is what this is all about. It, you plug it, mate. It's 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 not professional. I don't have a set schedule. I do one maybe every two months, and it's usually and I just record it off my phone, even though. I have all the technology to make a professional podcast. I have like this nice blue Yeti mic that I spent a couple hundred bucks on. Uh, uh, all these accessories, like a pop filter and a thing to put over the mic to make like sound quality good. Uh, a fucking MacBook that I rarely use. Um, but instead, but I couldn't figure out how to get it on Apple within like five minutes. So I just took the easy way out and I use this app called Anchor. 
to just put it out there <laughs> and record it off my phone. And it's basically just me talking to my friends about stuff and we just go off. And then I put it out there without caring. I say, hey, this is what we do. I, I usually forget what we talked about immediately afterwards. Um, but I was bored the other night and I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. I, what, what, which of my friends are awake right now to do a podcast with me? I tweeted out, who wants to do a podcast? And I think all these people were like, oh, man, I wish I had a podcast for you to be on. I was like, no, I, I have a podcast. I look at like, but all these podcasts hit me up, do podcasts. And I said yes to all of them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm free all the time. Uh, give me a time and place and I'll be ready. And I agreed to all these times. And I don't, <laughs> I could not tell you when I have to do a podcast <laughs> or with you. So it's you just get like funny... a, you just get like a bit of a passag message in your DMs going, "Hey Puff, uh, we're ready whenever you are." A hundred percent. And I'm like, it happened yesterday. I was <laughs> I was driving in my car, and I got an email that's like, "You are invited to the Zoom." Hey, ready when you are? And I was like, "Oh!" I clicked it, and I was like, "Hey man, I'm driving. What's, what's going on with the podcast?" Like, it's a really fun game of figuring of people figuring out. How unprofessional I am. Um, well, I'm very flattered that you remembered ours, that you remembered our conversation. Exactly. I'm flattered that you remembered even though, ours. Even though I fell asleep. Uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, you um, you remembered it. But a, t a, yeah. t a tip for people, not just booking Puff, but book, but doing podcasts in general, always message either the morning of or mm -hmm. the day before and just go, is this exactly. still all right? Is this still a thing? That's what I've been... Uh... And it gives them adequate time to come up with an excuse if it's not. And when people, like, somebody, people are like, yeah, are you good for November something? And I was like, oh. yeah, I guess, bro. I say yes. So, so I have this idea where I want to, and I, I didn't, uh, uh, unfortunately, I haven't done it on this podcast. But um, I want I want to, and I, I, I struggle to do it. And it, I want to test my creativity. I want to accept all these podcasts and lie about every answer <laughs> and just make up, make up tales. Like, like I wanted to, like, where, where'd you get started? You know, Terry Funk discovered me when I was fighting a dog in a junkyard. And he said, hey, boy, you look like you could do good in wrestling. And, like, I just want to make up stories. Oh, you should. So I think super funny. Oh, you and should. I, and I should. I sh you know, exciting. I should have started today. Hang on. How, how do I know you haven't? Yeah, true. How do you know? How do I know you well, haven't? Why do I have this random picture of the butcher? As yeah. My he weren't sat with the butcher. You've never met I Mark Haskins. I've never met that dude in my <laughs> life. I made up that Blackwood match. <laughs> oh, man. Where did I, what, so where you did were this talking about doing from? a podcast. Oh. You were saying the other night yes. you wanted to do a podcast. So we're still getting round to your third and final match. And I mentioned this match, and it's uh, unfortunately one of my matches that I was in but man it was just I wish I could run it back a hundred times every day every hour man it was it's it was such a fun time I don't know if look from the outside looking in it, it kind of looks like a mess so the match was not it was impromptu because what was announced was myself and sexy Eddie do you know sexy Eddie I know sexy Eddie yeah it's me and sexy Eddie and what was announced was a sexy dance party and it was me and sexy Eddie came out and we had the Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze, Chippendales, SNL skit, dance routine, locked down. We had it practiced, and we were going to bust it out. Uh, everybody's working for the weekend. That song was playing. So me and Sexy Eddie come out. We, set, we, we get into our stance. We start doing the dance party. We start doing the moves. 
the song's playing, we're grinding all over the place. And in the middle of the dance party, we get interrupted by this wrestler by the name of Pretty, Pretty Ricky Wildy, which if you're listening to this podcast, please go look up Pretty Ricky Wildy. Uh, he's at Pro Wildy, W-I-L-L-D-Y, I'm pretty sure, um, on all social media, because I don't know if he has enough eyes on him, but if he had every eye on him, it wouldn't be enough, because the man is just charisma personified. He's he's just so entertaining, uh, and I love him, and every match I have with him, there's magic in the air, and these moments happen that are just some of my favorite moments I've ever experienced in my entire life. Sorry I'm going off, but... No, no, it's so fine. Me and Eddie are interrupted by him. He's on the mic, and he starts going off about how he felt disrespected that he wasn't invited. Uh, and when he, when he heard about our dance party, at first he was afraid. He was petrified. <laughs> and he started thinking, how could he ever live without us by his side? And he said that. And the crowd caught on almost immediately. And for the next two minutes, myself and the entire crowd busted out into I Will Survive. And it was just magical. I almost shed a tear how beautiful it was. <laughs> but it, was it was just so much fun. And then Ricky immediately was like, hey, I didn't ask for fucking karaoke hour or whatever he said. It was just, it was just hilarious. And then he brought out his tag team partner, the Hot Stepper, and he came out, and they had all these. Uh, they they started arguing. Then they tried to do a dance off, and then jumped us. I we me and Eddie both got shot by Ricky's. He's got a confetti gun that he keeps in his, in the front of his pants. Uh, and then the match happened. The match was just wild. There were Crocs flying everywhere. There's this <laughs> stupid. This is just absolutely ridiculously dumb door spot we do in the match, that. I'm pretty sure we're the first to ever do, mainly because of how stupid and ridiculous it was. Man, it was so much fun. This has been so much fun to talk to you. Where can people go to find out all about you? And plug the podcast. As intermittent oh, as it man. is, do go ahead and let, plug it, sir. Let, let me go on for a second. Everything everything I've got is at Puff is God. Puff has one F in it. P-U-F-I-S-G-O-D. Twitter, Instagram, uh, you look it up on Facebook, you'll find my Facebook page, uh, youtube.com slash puff is God. I have a playlist of all like my matches that are available on YouTube. If you look and I have a bunch of promos on there. Um, my Venmo is at puff is God as well. If you want to donate to the boy, I'm, I'm not wrestling as often as I want to be. I'll send you merch. I have so much merch. Ask me if I have. Ask me for some merch if you want it. I got all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have? I don't know what other social media. I, I like to plug random things. Uh, my email address is puffisgod at gmail.com. If you want to shoot me an email and chit-chat. My, my podcast is called The Puffcast. Mm -hmm. uh, P-U-F-C-A-S-T I, I forgot about the podcast already That's how, how much I pay attention to it um, <laughs> but I, have, I have social media for that Where it's at Puff is Pod Instead of God So P-O-D And I, I'll post on there whenever I put a podcast up I'm hoping to do more podcasts More often I'm going to try and just get buddies on And talk and post them So I, I did one the other night with Mark Wheeler from Canada 
and Los Federales de uh, Santos Jr. Oh, what an international a guy. podcast. Oh. Yeah. He's not so long uh, retired from wrestling, has he, Santos? Yeah, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he comes back. But maybe in, in, when the world gets back to normal, hopefully we can get him to come back and me and him can have a blow-off match. Oh, yeah. Whether it be in the UK or America, I'd, I'd like to have that go down. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 